everybody, welcome to Wrestling Partner with myself, Big Chris, and my partner in crime and fellow tag team partner, Jamie Moon. Yes, so, well, this is, well, officially this is our first episode, I mean, we've, rec- we've recorded some. Yeah, but this is our official debut, we've done dark matches before this <laughs> official recording right here, so. We've had a couple dark matches to get ourselves warmed up, and also to make sure that we're kind of used to speaking on the mics and recording and being in a good place with it so we felt it was the right time now especially with our expertise over the years with this wacky sports that we call professional wrestling yes (laughs) so we wanted to kind of start the show by what by saying a little bit maybe about ourselves saying a little bit about why we wanted to start wrestle pattern yeah, just a wee promo about why we will be the greatest podcast in the world. We will take it over. Yeah, exactly. Taking, o- taking over the wrestling space. Out of, with the old and with the new. <laughs> the new <boards. laughs> But this has been, well, maybe more recently than ever, but we've all, we've discussed this since maybe about lockdown with, well, some of our friends were, were interested in doing it and then we kind of... We kind of branched off into our, our own kind of project, yep. so... There's always an issue with like big groups when you're trying to get stuff off the ground where some people will say yes, but then they'll maybe drop out at the end. And yeah. we just thought, well, you know what? We still really want to do this podcast. We are mm-hmm. still very much in touch with wrestling, despite of our old age. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the thing is as well, every every time we meet up, it's what, it's what our relationship is mainly based on. Like We will always watch wrestling, talk about wrestling. We've always got quite a lot to say. We always have a good a really good laugh watching it and that's yeah. the main thing like, how many times have me and you been in tears laughing at something so wrestling specific that if you told someone else in the street they'd be like what the fuck are you laughing at you'd, uh, you'd be like oh no you don't get it man it's this. You, you had to be there you had to be there <laughs> and we know that there's a there's a whole host of um freaks like us out there who <laughs> who will probably enjoy it the same way we do so, if you're one of the freaks, thank you for listening. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to this to this weird and wonderful place. But, yeah, basically, myself, my name is Big Chris. I'll only, call, I'll only tell you that for now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but my background is in video editing, which I went on to do after a number of years doing other odd jobs. Um, I would love to work in... I'd love to work in the wrestling space one day being a video editor, but that's to that's years down the line. But how about yourself, Jamie? What is your background? So I'm in a bit of a weird position, Big Chris. Yep. <laughs> Can I just call you Chris because Big seems a bit weird. You can, right you can call me whatever you want. Oh. Um so I've had a number of years wrestling not training to be a wrestler. Yep. Yeah. And just recently, I've had to take some time away for personal reasons. This kind of podcast does actually help keep me in the loop with everything. Yeah. I feel like if it wasn't for this podcast, I'd be like, I can't be bothered. So like, you know how when it's like you're in a football match and you're yeah. being sent to the bench mm-hmm. and you want to take part, but you feel like if you keep watching, you're just going to get a bit annoyed with yourself. Yeah. But... With the dark matches that we've recorded before this, um, yeah, I'm all for it. It's been good, isn't it? It's been good to kind of do it and see if we are capable of doing it, and now we actually yeah. kind of find out, oh, it's just talking about what we actually know some stuff about. That makes it exactly. seem less daunting. 
I will say I'm surprised that you never brought up a personal link that you had with the wrestling industry. What's that? A certain interview regarding <laughs> a legend of the industry, Mister Hulk Hogan. Uh, maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do. Maybe we could dedicate an episode to this. But for anyone that's listening, I did actually edit a particular interview with Hulk Hogan with with a certain publication. It's it's no longer active now, but it was with a certain publication um that I was working for and yeah it's it's quite a, it's quite an interesting interview. You probably know it. It was from the tail end of last year. Um we mentioned numerous things about wrestling in Wembley and just typical Hulk Hogan lies, but I was involved quite closely with that process which we, we would definitely talk about one i'll keep it i'll keep it for another episode because there's okay there's, there's, some, there's some good stuff in there oh definitely like you you're no least thing you piece of hulkamania history i couldn't believe that yeah. it was funny because we were going to <laughs> we were going down to um aw all in at wembley and it was just around about that period it got released yeah <laughs> and we were in the car we were in we'd, we'd landed we were in london we were in the car going to the hotel and <laughs> you were talking about it and I was like wait no way I edited that you would never believe it. I, but I, I can't believe I hadn't even said you about it it's just because it was it was part of my life for like a few weeks so I just kind of got used to it I didn't think it was interesting anymore yeah oh that was that was funny that was a good memory but um since this is our debut episodes technically we thought what better way to start a podcast than to review the last year of wrestling yeah. and make some predictions of the coming future of the the industry just just before we go forward i wanted to put a wee bit more out there about our uh, kind of some key elements about our philosophy on wrestling is that we we're not too interested in dirt sheet writers where we are we're not going to not read it we're not going to not we're not going to not bring it on to the forefront and talk about it but at the same time your views on them are pretty minimal, and we and we we don't really consider it. There's a reason called dirt sheets. Yes, <laughs> we wanted to make that clear from the first episode because we, we we're not really we we we're keen to come on here and talk about our philosophy and talk about what we think, but but talking about rumors and we will do it. It's not to say we're not going to do it, but whether or not like we take most dirt sheet writers with a pinch of salt and think it's kind of just internet troll behavior almost by this point and. I think there's nothing wrong with discussing rumours about the wrestling industry. Yeah. The real problem is, I'll just name drops our uh, main culprits here, uh, Dave Meltzer. Yes. <laughs> like, I get the whole, the excitement of like, you might know something that might happen in the future, maybe a spoiler for a future event. Yeah. But I think that takes a lot of the fun away from wrestling, to be honest. Yeah, they like, agree. Imagine you were watching like the Avengers, like the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Infinity War ends on that cliffhanger, thinking, "Oh, what's going to happen next?" And then some fucking journalist goes, "Aye, so they all come back." Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of ruins it. I mean, we all know, we all understand wrestling's predetermined. We all understand how it works. We're all here because we know that, and we still enjoy it anyway. Exactly. Guys like him just make it a wee bit. And his and his rating system, how much people get hung up on that, like five star match, no no one really cares. Like a five star match is subjective, like a five star match is gonna be a five star match to whoever believes it may be. Yeah. Like just because he said it it doesn't make it fucking final. Yeah, it's his opinion and just like this podcast is a compilation of our own opinions. Yeah, exactly. You and can that's... you can agree with them, you can disagree with them, it doesn't matter as long as we're having fun. Yeah. That's 
exactly what we're here for and exactly exactly why we want why we're setting out to do this and have a good time doing it exactly so yeah as as jamie said we for the first episode, we're doing a kind of a year in review of AEW, WWE. What are kind of what are kind of strong points are with them companies? We're kind of more AEW guys, I'd say. WWE is kind of now we're getting more interest in it. It's starting to pick up again. It's starting to look good. It's starting to be more enjoyable. We were just watching some earlier on, and I was really excited by the promos going down. It was it was a good watch. I think this is the closest thing to our boom period WWE has had since, uh, like, the Attitude Era. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And I think it's only going to get possibly better from here on as well. Exactly, yeah. At the time of recording this, it just got announced that Raw was being signed a deal with Netflix for 10 years, is it? Yep, so WWE have announced today that they have signed a 10-year deal with Netflix for $5 billion dollars. You could buy an island with that kind of money. <laughs> Saint, what is it, Little Saint John? Something <laughs> is like that, that. Is that for sale? The Epstein Island? The. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you're right, Phil. The Teen Dream Man. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got so we've got some talking points here from AEW, WWE. We've also we're going to go on and we're going to make some of our kind of predictions for the year ahead and. Possibly predictions for like the Rumble coming up this Saturday. We're going to probably predict who we each think is going to win that. So it's go- it should be a good episode. We're going to kind of just go through it all and chat and do what we do. Do what we like doing with each other. Exactly. So, without further ado, <laughs> AEW in a nutshell. What did you think about AEW in 2023? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved it and, I, and I've... I have loved AEW from the start. I've never, I've never really hated it. I mean, there was obviously the huge flashpoints of CM Punk going and the the whole drama at Wembley and stuff, and we were we were there and it was it was great. That was one of the highlights of the year. Like, the, the year for us Go, going to that and, and seeing that live was it. It was amazing. Like when was the last time we seen a wrestling show of that size or ever at that size? Like I've never been. Oh, I'm the same stateside as Stateside well. for wrestling or anything yeah. like that. So it was. It was huge, and Grado was there. That was great as well. Like all, all the all the stuff surrounding by that. It was good to have a local, a local hero showing face at it. It is a shame though that he couldn't get Madonna for it. Like <laughs> yeah. it was good enough that he showed up there to smash Jeff Jarrett. Aye, show not. some Scottish pride, but it would have made it that much sweeter if. On the way you I hear a mystery, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, it would have been. It, it would have. It would have made it, but. Honestly, as a whole, for me, I thought AEW was good. I think it had its it had its stumbling points through the year, mm-hmm. but it got over them. I think the company's still going. It's good for business. Everything looks great. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm enjoying the content. I think for what the about most, yourself, yeah, I think for the most part, for me, so I really enjoyed the in ring product itself. There's a lot of different styles involved, so maybe there's a wee bit of Lucha Libre, yeah, wee bit of Japanese strong style, or just like classic WWE style for certain wrestlers that jump ship. Mm-hmm. The problem that I had with AEW this year was the amount of drama. Okay, it just felt like so many times the Wembley show being a good example yeah. where do you mean drama within the company or like 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 well within would be the wrong term but i mean do you mean like on-screen drama or like off-screen off, backstage drama off-screen drama that no one needs to know about yeah 
because like I remember at the end of that Wembley show we were both buzzing buzzing if you're not from Glasgow just means excited yes one of the many reasons why we're called Wrestling Panther we are Scottish if you haven't yes indeed <laughs> been able to tell already <laughs> But um, it was just kind of, it was disappointing because like it was such like a high point where yeah. it was kind of like this is a really good high point for the company, and then to go back to the hotel room and realize oh there was a fight at the start of the show. Shit went on, yeah, and then I remember we put on the post show press conference and we started watching that, and we were just like what? Yeah, what has happened? I just think there's a lot of times where. And it happened, especially at that last pay-per-view event with the whole Jericho stuff, where there's a great in-ring product, but there's a lot of drama backstage that needs to get sorted. I think Tony Khan himself, like, don't know the guy personally, he might be, like, the nicest guy in the world, but that might be a problem. Mm-hmm. He needs to put the foot down a bit more. Yeah, there needs to be more of a, a hold on it all and make sure that that sort of thing doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know what people when I mean, we're not there. We don't see it. We obviously need to rely on these awful dirt, dirt sheet reporters and whoever's leaking them. You don't know if it comes with a pinch of salt or whatever, but you don't know the type of people that causes these stuff. But I guess it's, it's the same in all, also any sort of company. This this sort of stuff goes on. Do you know what I mean? It just always it has a, a bigger magnifying glass on it because it's the entertainment industry and because people are, this whole industry is fueled by rumour and speculation. And mm-hmm. That's what kind of keeps it going. Is that mystique of, did it happen? Did it happen? Did it happen like this? Did it happen like that? Who was there? Who's seen it? <gasps> People seem to love that, being able to gossip about it. There's that kind of blurring between reality and the show as well. Yeah. And because the whole wrestling business has been built on secrecy, Mm-hmm. it does make people naturally curious to know what is going on behind the scenes yeah do these two people that are slagging each other well making fun of each other on television do yeah. they actually hate each other backstage or is it part of the show we naturally do want to know the answers behind that yeah. it grips you it does grip you and whenever something is reported like did oh, they actually do have heat it's like well, yeah. do they don't they do i don't know I've been guilty of it myself. I mean, you've seen me. I was all over that CM Punk and the Elite drama. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, it was great. It was Detective Jamie over here. Like. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was fantastic watching. But it was just, I feel like sometimes the dirty laundry doesn't have to be aired. Just clean up, yeah. up out of sight. But like I said, a lot of high points of AEW this year, I think the main shining star of the year was mm-hmm. MGF. A hundred percent. I mean, that guy's just a born star, isn't he? What, what, I mean, never he touches tons to gold. It's it's been quite sad to see his body break down a bit more. Like you've seen him mm-hmm. working, kind of injured, working hard, and still still going on, which has been great. Part mm-hmm. of me, I didn't. Part of me did not like the face turn. I thought he was just so good as a heel when people started cheering him. I was like, ah, I understand why they're doing it, but mm-hmm. I was I just much preferred him as a heel. I think he was. He still managed to keep that heel edge to him as a face, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, pre- I preferred him without Adam Cole on his own, all that yeah. stuff. It, it, for me, it got maybe a wee bit too gimmicky, but that's fine. I'm, I'm not against that. I mean, it worked. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Kangaroo Kick was hilarious. Like, oh yeah, all these things were all these <laughs> all these elements were great. I loved them, but yeah, just personally myself, I would prefer him still on his own, being top heel. Mm-hmm. Um really surprised because see at the start of the year like he was the biggest heel in wrestling i think yeah 
well, issues. apart from maybe in AEW, like obviously there was Roman Reigns in WWE and that as mm-hmm. well. But the thought of him even thinking of doing a face turn was like, it was unbelievable at the start of the year. I couldn't have predicted it. No. That is, I guess that's maybe the good thing about it. We didn't really see it coming or ever think it would happen. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it caught us off guard. And I mean, that's all the best storylines. Yeah, do do felt, that. It felt organic as well. It didn't feel predetermined. Like yeah, it felt like it just kind of started to happen through them backstage segments and stuff. Exactly, and then even with the story with his face turn and everything as well, like the matches he was putting on were tremendous. Like my personal match of the year, to be honest, wrestling kind of peaked early for me back in March, April when yeah. he had that Iron Man match with Daniel Bryan. Oh my God. Bryan yeah, that was incredible work by the pair of them. Honestly, I remember watching that, and and instantly after, I, I I said to myself, I was like, "That's that's straight in there one of my favorite matches ever." That's yeah, just amazing. Like to keep to keep a sixty minute Iron Man match entertaining, mm-hmm. like that must be so hard. Like I I've never been in there, I've never done it. You know what it's like to a degree. That must be so hard to keep that going and be so creative. I can say from personal experience, I have done maybe 10 minute matches yeah if you do not have your cardio and fitness in check they are going to blow you out yeah like that was kind of my awakening call i've never really been in the best shape of my life um wrestling has made me kind of take my diet more seriously i mean today i was going on about oh i can't eat this and that like at this time i can only eat in this window kind of thing yeah and it's it does make you think like this is like high level like i know people go oh it's fake and predetermined and whatever it's not really fake the amount of like effort you need to do as soon as you step not even through the ropes through the cutting yeah like you're on and your heart rate is like in like triple digits constantly for Mm -hmm. as long as you're out there and for you to keep that energy up so much and to entertain people it is honest it's a work of art yeah yeah it's full it's full, full scale it's a different level and they are definitely two of the best industry in present day and and watching them work and go at that level for that long was a true treat treat yeah i, I don't know if you'll see anything like that again from from brian danielson or mjf like you just you don't know if you'll get another match like that who else out there who else could one of them face who isn't each other that could keep up with that i mean i'm just kind of disappointed that because Brian, Brian Danielson, he's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like, the only person I could think that could keep up with him, as he did in that Iron Man match, is a prime Kurt Angle. Oh, wow. <sighs> could you but imagine? Bring Kurt back, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to. <laughs> get, get in the gym, Kurt. I'm sure he still is. Like, <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he has been busy making cameos, which we can bring up in the future. <laughs> Old Curtis, old Curtie boy. Aye, uh, I was gonna make it. I don't want to make. I can't make fun of Curtis, man. Like he's just. No, the man is a. He's a, a living stud. legend. Did yeah. You know, <laughs> did you know that he actually won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck? It's true. It's damn. It's true. damn fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> so what else we got there for our AEW year, year review? Another champion that I don't think has been talked about a lot at the end of the year yeah orange cassidy i believe it was the okay. intercontinental tv kind of championship 
he had a really good run at the start of the year up yeah. until uh, autumn there. So Orange Cassidy, like when he started, it was he was always like the comedy kind of character. Yeah, he never really got involved in matches, and then even when he was doing matches, it was kind of like the hands in the pocket, the kind of jokey kind of wrestling, which is fine. Nothing wrong with comedy wrestling. It adds a wee bit of spice to the show, and it helps create this momentum that carries over to the main events and whatever. It's all good, but I was really surprised with his title reign. Mm-hmm. Match after match after match, he was treating it like he was fighting for his life. Yeah. And as his personal story continued, he was getting injured with each match. So then his opponents were, so say, for example, match one hurts his arm. That became a focal point of the following match, the following week. And so what it did, it turned this under, this kind of comedy character, and it created an underdog kind of hero about him. Yeah. And see, to be honest, like, I wasn't really sure about Orange Cassidy be- being a champion when it first started. Same with the MJF face turn. Really surprising as well. I think that's they have been AW strong points when, like you said, mm-hmm. you can't tell it's going to happen. They surprise you. Yeah, it something. just kind of comes out, of, almost comes out of nowhere and, and really takes you. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, Orange Cassidy's a he's a he's a great worker again, and 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 watching him get hurt, when he was getting hurt, I, I, it was one of these things. I was like, "Is this legit? Is he putting this on?" Tremendous selling. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's what's actually happening? How's he going to go next week? Or mm-hmm. seeing him in the post. The post event press conferences, I was like, "Fuck, he's he's really banged up. He needs some time off." And mm-hmm. he probably he probably was to an extent really banged up, but oh, definitely. To what level we we don't we'll never know. But just just a just a, a great performer if doing what he has, does best. If one has a bump card and he really put his in <laughs> this year, <laughs> he, like he punches holes in that card every week. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> he's oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Um. Kind of going to swell to something that I found negative, and this kind of goes into what I said about backstage issues. Mm-hmm. The elite, yeah, they're kind of marmite for us. <laughs> I'm liking them now. Now that they're coming back, they've got these, they've got the stutes on, they've got the, they've got the tashies. I like this. The I, Vince McMahon. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I like this Vince McMahon ripoff. I, no, I like, I like where it's going. I think it's going to go somewhere a bit better. But no, I know exactly what you're talking about about how it was last year. It's weird because I think maybe I'm biased because I'm a CM Punk, Mark. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. It's difficult being a fan of him because of situations like this with yeah. the whole the backstage brawl and then you don't know if he's... See, to be honest, I feel like I've spent more time wondering if CM Punk's going to wrestle than actually seeing him wrestle at this point. Yeah, that's kind of... And it's frustrating because I think he's a amazing storyteller. Like, if it wasn't for him being in AEW, I don't think MJF would have been pushed to that level of main event caliber. Mm-hmm. That uh, whole rivalry that they had the year beforehand, like that added so many many dimensions to MJF's character and it made him really dig into like some really dark aspects about himself. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just disappointing because see to be honest, Kenny Omega I think he's a good wrestler. I like Nick Jackson. It's Matt Jackson <laughs> I don't like. And you've seen this. We were watching uh, the promo with their new gimmick today. 
Yeah, the one the sit down with the paquette. Yeah, it's this whole fake stuttering that he does, where he's going, yeah, and and you know, it's because and like Nick Jackson, he's sitting like, as if he's a boss. He's yep. sitting there as if like I own this company, and you're going to, I'm going to answer however I please. Nick. No, no, I'm starting to like Matt Jackson. <laughs> this is why I don't like him. He's rubbing off on me. Matt Jackson, he's kind of hunched over. He's stuttering a lot, and yeah. I don't buy him as like a serious threat. Okay. And I think that also has to do with the punk thing, where apparently rumors were that they were hooking stuff to the Dutch sheets. I don't know. Based on the history, I'm more inclined to believe it. Um, you know, pals of milk, so kind of thing. Oh, really? It's just oh, yeah. oh that's how I never knew that. Meltzer kind of shined a light on all of them during their time in New Japan, which no, was really. this whole formation of the elites and all that. That's I need to give you back. a whole history lesson on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well that's that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, Hopefully this next year will be better for them. This gimmick change is a breath of fresh air. It's, it's good to see them in anything than them fucking. What was it like? Leopard print, multicolored headbands. Oh, it was just so. Like I just pure. didn't understand it. I mean, your gimmick is what color? They're the crazy, cricky, Christian what? kids. Woo! Praise Jesus! In ring as well, like I think the rivalry with Blackpool Combat Club dragged on too long. Yeah, it was just kind of. It felt like it peaked and then it kept going. Kenny Omega as well with the with Takeshita. There was supposed to be a big match between the two which would have helped build up Takeshita as a top level heel. Yep. And nothing has really came of it. I don't know if Takeshita is still on TV to be honest at the moment. I did. i seen him. i seen him recently. What was he doing recently? He was in a fucking tag match or something. Mm-hmm. He was in a six man. Was he not? I can't remember. I can't. I honestly can't remember. But I seen him. I did see him recently. Yeah. And he's, I think he's part of the Don Callis family. Yeah. Well, it's the Don. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking looking bastard. Honestly. <laughs> Don Callis. <laughs> <laughs> that theme tune could honestly set dogs off. To be honest. That's wild. It could just. It's funny. <laughs> It sounds like something out of Star Wars. It's hilarious. He's fucking. Uh, he's he's a great heel. He is a great great heel. Great heel. Weird looking guy. Weird looking guy. Bad scar and all that. Not just his scar. Like, I think he skips leg day. <laughs> I need to see that. I haven't actually seen his legs. So yeah, elite for us in the bin. <laughs> for the time being. You for, never the, know. For, for the last year, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're great. They're good to watch. They're entertaining. They're great in ring, but. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not feeling it with the characters, not feeling where it's going. Apart from one specific member of the elite, Hangman Adam Page, I believe he found his groove back with the Swerve Strickland rivalry. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I mean, this is still ongoing, as we've just seen from the highlights we watched tonight. Swerve just showing up the crowd at the, was it the most recent Dynamite? Or was it Collision? Rampage? I don't fucking know. I think it was the most recent Dynamite. It was uh, last week, so last Wednesday, last... when Samojo took on Hook. Okay, yes. So it was straight after that. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for pulling me back in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is still ongoing, but we watched live that Texas Deathmatch, 
that was gnarly as hell in a good way like yeah that like, was i've never felt so uncomfortable with not even a texas death match just any hardcore match mm-hmm. hardcore matches in the modern era done i know this is my age showing they, yeah. they don't make them like they used to no but it's true like, and it's for the better like no one's taking straight chair shots of the heads but it was exciting to watch i think the thing is as well like from when we started watching wrestling right and we've seen hardcore matches and you think about all the great hardcore matches over the years and one that's coming to my mind right now is is mick foley and edge wrestlemania 22 oh classic that was that was great right you were like oh wow we've not seen it like that's in ages and then there's obviously great ones going back into the earlier 2000s and obviously uh, into the 90s as well there was there was great matches. Mm-hmm. nothing's coming in my head right now but every terry funk match in the 90s I mean, every, every terry <laughs> yeah exactly and when when you come to this match and i just remember being blown away i just remember being like not expecting hangman to drink his blood and like this was the cinder block involved in it as well yeah there was so many, cinder block. so many things i was just like i've never i've never seen this Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I watched Deathmatch Wrestling regularly in CZW and all that, which I haven't, I would have seen all that sort of stuff. But I haven't. I watch your kind of mainstream WWE, AEW, a touch of Japanese stuff. So seeing that to me was just like, what? You don't want to watch the CZW stuff. I mean, we've seen the high. When we were younger, we used to watch even more wrestling than we watch right now. And I see, I seen a lot of it then. But fucking Nick Mondo taking a weed worker to the stomach. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, fucking red mist in, what, in what world are you, you like yeah mate fucking yeah hit me in the stomach while you do mate you would have to pay me five billion dollars in a Netflix <laughs> deal to fucking take a weed whacker to the gut <laughs> fucking wild isn't it these guys are these guys are I mean that's their that's their niche in the world of wrestling we don't discriminate but fucking hell I would not do that I mean if you were to give something to tell Mudge or Mudge Show Mudge Show yeah, I think that counts yeah, as one. I think, I think it does. Just like bleeding everywhere in a park somewhere. <laughs> it's a fucking family fun day at the, at the school, man. And there's some fat guy like, I, we get the weed whack on and shred my stomach up with it. I uh, fucking probably got hepatitis C or something. He thinks it's a vitamin. <laughs> People walking their dogs by. So like, no, Poncho, stay, stay. <laughs> no, don't knock it. <laughs> I think the hardcore match does work in a controlled environment. Yep. Like the the exploding death matches oh, in yeah, Japan. That's... Like it's stupid, but at least it's in a controlled environment. No what people aren't gonna get fucking hit with a stray detonator yeah, in the audience. They're not gonna blow someone up. Exactly. Well we don't know. Maybe we they, don't know. Yeah, it could so there's I mean there's plenty more years to go. Yeah, I mean Darby Allen might fucking volunteer for another <laughs> his last ever match. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed his tag team with Sting. I do you know I, I like it I like it too. I mean I mean we're both big Sting marks. We're we're stingers. And, and <laughs> we were saying earlier on how our whole life we are 30 years old and for our whole life since we started watching wrestling in the early 90s at whatever age we were five mm-hmm. six seven um sting's been around he's he's, he's been there and, and we've seen him go away and come back in tna and then go away and come back in wwe and then go away and come back in AEW. and mm-hmm. i mean 
the guy is older than people's parents at this point in time. He's an old. He, he's he's, he's mid sixties, I think. He's and, an old geezer, and he's jumping off fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He went through a fucking table. He went through a table two weeks ago and basically on the back of his neck. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. That was ins- that was insane. We Darby's rubbing off on him. It's, ins- <laughs> it's just insane, and he, he's pulling that stuff off, and it's dangerous as fuck. But fuck me, he's doing some more out there stuff than other people in the roster, and he's 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 holding his own. He's doing well. I mean, it's funny. What a way to go out. Uh, it's funny how he could take all that, like jumping off ladders and all that, and this and this advanced age in today's world, when a fucking power bomb into the corner <laughs> took him out in WWE. Yeah, that's it's crazy, isn't it? I, yeah, I, you don't know what's, you don't know the ins and outs of what's or what's happened there or how. I mean, it could just be angles, but the, he's take he's taken more serious bumps than I've ever seen him took in his career yeah. at, at this late stage in his 60s you don't know what's going on behind the scenes I mean who knows he could be fucking backed up like <laughs> he's like in a wheelchair but he's still walking out like he's so I mean the human body works in such mysterious ways yeah it's a wonder I'm honestly surprised like I'm surprised like see with the matches I've done to be honest I'm surprised I've not been injured yet I can imagine well, there was actually one injury that was scary where someone landed on their neck. Mm-hmm. He is just walking again. Someone you know? Yes. Yeah, so back in, I believe it was April, springtime last year. Yeah. He tried a sunset flip. Oh. That was it. And he landed. Did he like, like, as he was going right, as he was going under for it? Yeah, as he was it. rotating and going under the, the opponent, his mm-hmm. neck collided with the mat. And that was him. He was just lying there. Jesus. He could only. The good thing is, like, it's not a draws situation. He's back. He's healthy. He's been doing the physio and everything. He's good as new. But did just, he actually break his neck, or was it just like a like a? I, I don't. Believe, I don't know if you can stave your neck, but <laughs> like I believe he. Finger. I believe he impacted a nerve. Oh God. Yeah, it was it was scary when it happens, but. Thank God, because he is like a, he's a really nice guy. He's back in the training. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. But it just goes to show that it can happen at any point. Here's a fucking pensioner jumping off ladders. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he can easily be like two seconds away from, from it happening to him. Yeah. And, and that's the, the that's the, the sad reality of the business, really. That can I happen. Think, I think no matter like, like I said, like not being a fan of Young Bucks, I can appreciate that they're putting their bodies online. Because it is, any move can harm you in some way. But it's just, that's the way the human body works and different bodies work in different ways. Yeah. It's a wonder. But uh, speaking of people that came back from career-threatening injuries, mm-hmm. Christian Cage. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we've we've thrown out the big names tonight on the review. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christian Cage, fuck me. Uh, wow. He, I believe it was a concussion that took him out of his WWE run, and now he's proven once again that he is a hot commodity for a wrestling company. I mean, honestly, one of the best in the mic of the last year. Like, <laughs> these promos, the whole thing. It's like it's it's the naturalness of it. He starts talking about someone's dad, and then it catches on, and then he just fucking runs with it. Yeah, and then just starts calling him 
this group, the patriarchy and all that, just <laughs> just goes all the way with it. I mean, that's just that's genius storytelling because he was you could tell at the start of his he run he was he was he was good with it, but when he latched on and found out he could he could keep it this this dad stuff, he he knew he had gold and he just he, yeah. he kept on with it and it, and it really is is paying off. I'd, I'm just really impressed that he decided to wear a, a turtleneck for his wrestling matches. So good. <laughs> so good. I do believe this is an early production. I think he will hold that title well into the future, maybe for the rest of the year. I hope he does. It's, I, I can't actually predict right now what's going to happen with the whole storyline he's, he's currently embroiled in. I, I, don't, I don't know where it's going to go. Usually you can predict these things and think, is this just going to mm-hmm. keep happening like this? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? But with this, it, fe- it feels it feels very much like it could go in, in any direction. I believe you should keep him as a veteran that all the up-and-coming stars face for the title, week in and week out. Mm-hmm. It gives them exposure on TV. They get to earn the ropes from a true professional. Yep. And it gives his title and credibility with the fact that, oh my God, he's defended it this many times. Yeah. And then that next big star... You do it. And that's when it's a perfect time. Exactly. Yeah. He's, um, it's, and it's funny because I think his matches with the younger talent, like, I enjoyed his rivalry with uh, Jungle Boy. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot more than his rivalry with Edge, of all people, to be honest. Well, Adam Copeland. Mm-hmm. Is he called Edge in AEW? I keep forgetting. No, he's Adam Copeland, yeah. Rated our superstar, Adam Copeland. I mean, I, yeah, copyright. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. See we can call him Edge. We can call him everyone. Yeah, he's always going to be Edge. I always just find it weird to see when wrestlers are referred to by their real names. When, yeah. So, for example, there was a Punk promo years ago against Triple H. Mm-hmm. And at one point he goes, this isn't CM Punk versus Triple H. This is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque. <laughs> and it's like, it takes the mystique away. Like, yeah. is it supposed to be larger than life? These are just normal guys. King of Kings, Triple H versus the Straight Edge Superstar, <laughs> CM Punk. And now it's became, oh, it's Phil and Paul. Phil and Paul. Aye, they've got beef. <laughs> just two average names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the the PHMV workers with yeah. the tags. It's just, nah. CM Punk, Edge, Triple H. I'm yeah. just going to keep saying their names. Edge... It was really special when he returned years ago. Yep. I just don't know what they can do with him at this point in his career. Are you feeling the return though? Are you enjoy? Are you glad that he's there? I enjoyed it at first. I enjoyed the start of the Christian rivalry. Yeah. I enjoyed when he obliterated uh, Nick Wayne's skull in front of, in front of his own mother. Yeah, I'm, I, I need to admit I've not seen any of their matches or the promos. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back and watch it, but I'm I'm, I'm out of the loop. Edges, it's weird that he just kind of feels like another guy in AEW. And this is a WWE legend. Mm-hmm. Well, not even a WWE legend, a wrestling legend. Yeah. And I don't understand that maybe certain people, they don't like the whole part-timer kind of thing. I think Edge has earned it at this point in his career. Yeah. You want him to come back as like a special attraction at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling him. I, I I like that he's there. I think he's a he, I think he's a good I think he's a good asset. I think he can he can still go. And I've watched a couple. I've well, I watched one podcast with him. I watched him on Sam Roberts a bit the other day. 
and he's, he just seems like he's having fun he, he, he looks mm-hmm. really really happy he looks like the type of guy that's just like I wanted to do this I'm doing it and yeah. that's it nothing's going to stop me he lives in the woods as well did, did you know that? does he? I practice his like strength training by like chopping trees it's oh, wow. in the Seamus Celtic warrior workouts oh that's cool right okay I'll need to go back and see that that sounds cool he's just like a pure crazy lumberjack at this point <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I wonder where he lives I wonder whereabouts what woods he lives in I'm out in the woods. <laughs> bon Iver, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, another prediction mm-hmm. for the next year. AEW. Prediction or are we reviewing? Well, this kind of goes into this... the review. This okay. is tying back to the Hangman stuff. Okay. Swerve. Swerve, Strickland, Top Heel. If I wanted a evil bastard mm-hmm. for a top baby face to fight yeah swerve strickland in 2024 this isn't even a prediction this is a guarantee all elite wrestling will be swerve's house this is interesting because we right so just to give you a bit of context we both wrote our predictions and haven't spoke to each other about it mm-hmm. and you've brought this up and one of my predictions here is swerve to win the aw championship at wembley oh wembley yeah oh yeah that would be interesting. I think he's going to go on. I think he's going to go on, and 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 do well. But my, I think he's going to take the AEW Championship and possibly Wembley. I think it might be sooner. You think so? Well, based on what we've seen earlier with that Joe match. Yeah, well, I guess it. But he was hanging up Page, wasn't he? But I mean, could that lead to a, a fucking triple threat to some way? Could that be a triple threat at, at Revolution? Could it be him versus Page again? To become number one contender, could it be? There's, there's a, a there's a few directions that could go. Yeah, I suppose my prediction would be triple threat. Mm-hmm. He steals the win out of nowhere. He uses Hangman and Joe against each other. And yeah. he steals a belt. I see. I would like to see. Um, even if, so say let's hypothetically say they were to have a triple threat. I'd like to see Joe win it and Joe keep it for a good for a good while longer. Oh, he's well. Well deserved. Yeah, and, and and do a kind of powerhouse reign thing, and like people are like, "Fuck, Joe's hard to beat." There's always that kind of superstar. So usually you hear, "Oh, this person should win the title because they deserve it." Yeah. I want the champion. When I see a champion, I want them to make the belt look good, not mm-hmm. the other way around. Yeah. I don't think you should win the belt just because, like, oh, you know, he he's up and coming. He could really use the push now. Like so, Mojo is at that level where you can just believe in him as a main eventer. When he wears that belt, he looks like a fucking champion. Yeah, and that's what you need. I don't like this idea of like. It's like I said. The champion should make the belt look good. The belt shouldn't make the champion look good. And yes. I think Joe's one of the people where you can totally buy him as a top guy. Yeah, that's a good take. He would have been like a major monster heel in like back in the NWA days yeah oh big time big territory guy oh big time yeah <laughs> <laughs> the Gunter before Gunter yeah <laughs> 100% speaking of which and this kind of jumps off the end of the Adam Cole MJF tag team mm-hmm. the devil the devil situation mm-hmm. what was your thoughts on it off the off the mark I really like the idea of MJF's past sins coming back to haunt him yeah. in the form of Adam Cole and Wardle. 
I don't understand why the Undisputed Kingdom are part of it. I think it takes all away from Roderick Strong, who was doing some of the best character work of his career with yeah. the next Strong gimmick. Yeah. And the whole, the jealous sex boyfriends kind of thing he had going. Now he's just Adam Cole's bodyguard again. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I, I, I do agree. I think this, I mean, again, it's AEW and again, we're seeing another big faction. This which... is the third big evil faction since April. Blackpool Combat Club, Don Callis family, and now we've got Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It's The devil thing was great. We were all wondering who that was going to be. It obviously, when it got down to it, it could only have been a couple. It'd be great to, be great to have a big, big shock, but <laughs> it was kind of who we initially thought it was. It was Adam Cole. But all the, yeah, I don't know. When I seen all the guys running about him, I mean, yeah, I think Wardlow should be standing there. Yeah, but I don't think any of the others should be there. I think it's just pointless. It's just needless at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. let them go off and keep doing their own thing. It would have been. I understand why they're with Adam Cole, all that, but I mean, personally, I just I would, I would like to see less people as that, like they two, Adam Cole, the main man, Wardlow, the enforcer. Like, why yeah. do we need a big team again? It's. I think that's one of the issues I have with both WWE and AEW today. Yeah, they're both really faction heavy. Yeah, they kind of they kind of lean on that, and I don't know if it's something to do with the way things have changed in the in the modern era that people do. I don't know if people seem to prefer these factions, or if having a big faction seems to sell more merch or get treated almost like a kind of team within the roster. But it's it's, it's weird. It's, it's it has become such a thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, factions have always been around, mm-hmm. but not this many. Nah, earlier in wrestling, I mean, you had factions, but you had big stable ones that they mm-hmm. were like there like DX NWO they were there but there was other ones run about them but I, I never remember it being this many no it's very it, do you remember the year 2000 somewhat St- stick <laughs> stick with me here okay remember how there was all these fucking boy bands everywhere around about that time yeah I feel like I'm back in the year 2000 yeah that <laughs> like, does kind of yeah I know what you mean yeah that's a good point like even and it doesn't help with that the Jericho Appreciation Society with their song and dance Vegas numbers and everything. Yeah. Factions can be good, so I just I'm a bit bored of them. I think the, the more you see them, the more you're just like, uh like mm-hmm. give us some time without factions and then we'll yeah. want some factions, but the fact that you keep getting a new one mm-hmm. put on you, it's just like is wrestling just gonna end up just being full of just constant factions? Like when you think about it most wrestlers can be affiliated back to a faction now. Like mm-hmm. when you think about each each of the matches, most of them are affiliated back to some sort of faction tag team or something. Yeah. Obviously, the older ones will be because they've done a lot in their careers, but mm-hmm. a lot of the modern wrestlers you'll find are easily linked back to something, mm-hmm. if not actively in one. It's just there's that many now, and it's just it's overkill. Yep. Yep. Cut down the fat a wee bit. Let's maybe just have Joe go on a monster heel run. Give us it. Just have him destroy people. Joe! Like Joe! Just, yeah. Joe! Joe! <laughs> just Joe. fucking runs through people <laughs> week in and week out by himself. Big no Joe, manager. man. Just big Joe. Yeah. Big Joe things. Always think of Godzilla when I see him. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, what do we have next? From Do we want to talk about the Jericho controversy yeah i mean why not t- why not touch on it i mean we d- we're not any experts we're just going by 
the rumours. The rumours of what's out there. So for anyone who isn't in the know, I believe it was Nick Houseman, one of the Dirt Sheet journalists, he let slip that there was an incident with Chris Jericho and a former AEW wrestler known as Kylie Ray. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kylie Ray? Yeah. Back when they first started, she debuted at Double or Nothing. Okay. She had like this kind of smiley kind of gimmick. It was a bit like Bailey from WWE. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it Similar. really came across as like, okay, she's going to be the next babyface for this women's division. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to reasons that are not 100% confirmed, she had to leave AEW. Nick Houseman is kind of made mention that Chris Jericho might have done something. And these are just allegations just to cover ourselves with you. And to be honest, like like I said, you can't trust everything these Dutch yeah. writers say. And I feel like as well, like there was a there was an episode recently after this thing that he came on and said, oh yeah, I just kind of said that because I didn't really like him to a degree. But then, it's, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I find it hard to take serious what these what these guys say just because of if if he's got any personal beef or whatever with Jericho then he's more than likely to create an allegation of that sort whether it's true or not whether mm-hmm. something did go on and it was consensual then mm-hmm. it's none of his business to, yeah. to be saying something like that or if something freaky did go on then okay maybe he can say it but why hasn't he reported that to the police why is he doing that why has he held it on for that why has he held it on for that long why is he going on his wee podcast and shouting about it. To me, it seems like clickbait. It seems like a good way to get himself over a little bit online. But again, I don't know him. I don't know Jericho. I don't know. We we both have no idea what went on. I think the behaviour around the whole thing is what sickens me. Yeah. Because allegations, like like we said, it's just this is a very serious topic. And after the Me Too movement that happened during Uh the pandemic, you would... I would hope that wrestling would be in a much better place than that where these predators are shunned from the industry. And it just, it's disappointing to see, I don't know if you've seen that press conference after the World's End pay-per-view. I think I've seen, I've seen a bit of it, yeah. So when I can take in questions, all these quote-unquote journalists, yeah, all sitting there, no one mentions this. The only person that did was an ESPN journalist no comment and it's kind of like not even an investigation or anything like it just comes across as a bit hypocritical to me because like Tony Khan obviously he's made some digs at Vince McMahon for his transgressions Mm -hmm. I would think that he would hold he would be he would know the perfect way to maybe maybe to hold himself to a better standard than that yeah than to just be like no comment i think as well like we need to understand that this took place a number of years ago and you don't know anything if uh, you don't know if anything went on at the time in regards to an investigation or if mm-hmm. even anything happened so that's why it's, it's a hard thing to to, to 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 truly talk about and understand without having all the information and all the facts. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kylie Day though. She's in WWE NXT now. You can see her perform week in and week out there. Definitely a real good wrestler. I could see her as a top babyface. So yeah. things have worked out in the end, whatever that may be. I just 
I think we can both agree that we both hope that nothing happened that night. And yeah. Good honour that she's still in the business enjoying herself. Yeah. And um, this kind of touches on to, for my last point I've written down here, AEW's women division. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this kind of goes between both WWE and AEW. Yeah, just women's divisions in general. I'm, I've been disappointed. Have you? So it felt like AEW did have a big baby face and Jamie Hayter as champion. Yep. But then there was that whole business with her and Drip Baker versus the Outsiders that once again dragged too long. And that's the thing, like, see the champions, Rhea Ripley, Jamie Hayter, Chris Stat, pardon me, Chris okay. Statlander, um, the EO Sky. These are all fantastic wrestlers. I just, it just seems like women's wrestling is an afterthought in both these companies. Yeah. But... To be fair, Tony Storm, the focus on her during the fall, I feel like that's a good way to get focus on the AEW women's division. I mean, think about it, that divided division is stacked. You've got Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter when she comes back, yep. Thunder Rosa, yep. uh, Taya Valkyrie. There's like a lot of really good Julia wrestlers. Julia Hart in there as well. Julia Hart, Serena Deep, who's Serena Deep just as came well. back. Did like, Serena Deed just come back, yeah? It got announced at World's End that she's making her return. Oh. I've not seen her actually return. And as we've seen earlier today, Diona Perazzo. Diona, Diona Perazzo as well. Sky yeah. Blue's coming on, teaming up with Julia Hart. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, both the divisions, AEW's looks, definitely look stronger and feel stronger. You get you get better matches there. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Ripley over in AEW one day. <laughs> that would be good. She would be a good addition to that roster. You never know, like, and that's the thing with wrestling. You never know. As long as both companies are doing well, then the business of pro wrestling is doing well, and that's what we want, really. Yeah, because I mean, we grew up during the dark ages of after WCW died, and then TNA shot itself in the foot. Yep. It's bad having monopoly guys. You do not want yeah. just one company. Around. It's not good, and take it from us. If you if you're a young fan now, and and if you're one of them internet trolls that that pick a side either pick WWE or AEW and you you get in little arguments online about oh AEW's not got enough people in the crowd or this or that or this just Touch count grass. yourself yeah count <laughs> yourself lucky that you have the option like we didn't have that growing up I mean we got we got the tail end of WCW we had a decent run we had I mean we got all the attitude era that was great we had a good ruthless aggression era ruthless aggression <laughs> When things started to die down, though, that like twenty ten onwards, mm-hmm. things did. I mean, we fell away from it for a bit ourselves because it just wasn't good watching. TNA was on its knees as well. Like, oh, the, TNA self imploded. Yeah, I mean, the best wrestling at that time it was definitely ICW in Scotland. I mean, that was if you wanted good wrestling, that this is where you were getting it over here. The British Revolution. The British Revolution started. That got stamped out <laughs> <laughs> by a. By the monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to ICW, um, I will say that sees a lot of the talent that they've got now, especially yeah. the younger talent. Like they're hungry to get back to that point right now. That's good to see. And I believe in the next five years they will get to that point again. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It was good to see back then. It would be good to see it again. Mm-hmm. What 
if you go on Fight TV, yeah, this is a shameless plug. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, if you go on Fight TV, even just watch like Gets the F Out, which was their first event after the WWE contract ended. Yes. Get it? Yep. Get the end. <laughs> <laughs> the um, very renewed energy around that company. Yeah. I exp- there's going to be a lot of big things from them in the future. I had a good, I had a good feel about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do this year as well. ITW, big shout out to them. I hope, I hope there's going to be good things in the pipeline. Jason Reed, simply the best. <laughs> All you ICW fans will know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and you Rangers fans. <laughs> okay, so oh god, Uh-oh. oh we've <laughs> it's just a bottle. It's fine. It's getting a bit crazy. <laughs> it's getting a bit crazy here. So uh, I think that's all we have from me. Do you know if there's anything you would like to add, Chris? No, I mean that was that. I mean for me, that was that was all the main talking points, and that I feel that we could we could cover on the AEW front, and we could move on to to WWE with reviewing there. I mean we don't have as we don't have the same amount because, like we said at the opening of the show, I mean we're not main. WWE guys anymore I mean I can feel ourselves slowly getting back into it and I think this year will be the first year that we're really excited about the Royal Rumble and about Wrestlemania mm-hmm. uh, oh. we'll, we'll probably watch it really intently yep. but yeah as it, the last year just was a period of like oh lots of stuff happening here kind of slowly getting back into it obviously Punk came back so many mm-hmm. big points that were like oh this is peak of my interest again this is starting to, to have a wee bit of an, an edge to it again they had a really strong start to last year. Yeah. I think a lot of it pivoted on the, the Mysterio family drama. What was the Mysterio family drama? Dominic versus Ray. Oh, wait. Dom Dom. <laughs> <laughs> when was that match? Was that last year? Ah, uh, WrestleMania. Was it? <laughs> yeah. We did have a few drinks at WrestleMania, though. Oh, that... I was a good baby, man. <laughs> I, I fell on bottles. I, I was like sting that night. I took a big bump and I got up nice and safe. <laughs> so yeah, WWE in review. Kicking off with the WWE TKO merger, obviously. The big news. That's huge, isn't it? I mean, that's probably the reason why they've got this deal with Netflix now starting next year. Mm-hmm. Probably the reason why they've just got unending amounts of Mm-hmm. like <laughs> ability to, to move forward and unending amounts of budget there's definitely a lot of momentum behind the company now and I feel like this is like the end all this is the end result of what has been years of Vince McMahon building this empire yep. at the end of the day like freaky Vince <sighs> genetic jackhammer <laughs> unfortunately for Vince himself though he's not going to be captain of the ship <laughs> He can't last. Nah. He'll probably die soon. We are now in full swing of the Triple H creative book in Edda, mm-hmm. and I'm actually enjoying it are you for a fan? the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from the Bloodline drama. Okay, what what particularly about that don't you like? Like I said, uh, last year it started off really strong, especially with the Sami Zayn Bloodline drama. Yeah. Well, he won't he turn against him. Sami Zayn became one of the best underdog baby faces in years. Yeah. Cody Rhodes bound to finish the story. Roman wins, that's fine. Cody's gonna get it some point in the future. Maybe, maybe not, we don't know yet. And then the bloodline, it was important. Jay Uso, he's became a main eventer now. Jimmy Uso's turned against him and then SummerSlam happened. And 
it felt like a Vince McMahon kind of booking decision where it was a bit nonsensical. Yeah. They were rules were set up that were clearly broken and they they were just ignored all for the sake of the story. And it's it took a lot of the wind out of the sails for me. Yeah. But there's renewed interest with the great sponsor return. The Rock. I mean that's just big, isn't it? First time in a decade, I believe. That he's came in? That he'll be wrestling the match. Oh, really? Was it so wait, his last match was against Cena? Yeah. That was a decade ago? It was his first proper match. He did have a mini match with uh, Luke Harper or one of the, right, the Wyatt family. I remember that. Yeah. But um, in terms of like, I believe he will be at WrestleMania this year. I, I, I mean, I believe that too. I've got some bits in my predictions about it, which we'll get to. Yeah, same. But, um, oh yeah, I, yeah, 100%. I, be, I believe that. I mean, it's great to see him. Always, always good to see The Rock. I mean, he's one of the best. Just full of energy. Full yeah. of beans, that guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> truly electric. Has he got any to spare? <laughs> <laughs> what, beans? Uh, hmm, maybe. <laughs> the, uh, speaking of the Wyatt family, yes. Ray Wyatt. R.I.P. man, R.I.P. It's sad because he obviously the whole Uncle Howdy storyline. It seemed like he had his own specific idea yeah. of where it was going. Bray Wyatt, for better or worse, whatever you want to think about him, he was highly creative and he did try and push the boundaries with the gimmicks he was doing. Yeah, uh, you can never take that away from him. Uh, he will be missed. He was a great talent, like great on the mic, great storyteller, very unique and creative mind. And his death is not just a loss to wrestling; it's a loss to his friends and family as well. So, yeah, wishing the Wyatt family all the best. Yeah. In fact, I believe if you buy some of his t-shirts now, they will go to support his children. Yeah, they have like a legacy deal set up, don't they, as well for him? Yeah. I think this, the saddest thing about that as well is, remember remember the bit when, was it Taker came back recently and Taker went over and had a word with Bray quietly in his ear? Yes. To me, that was a full kind of passion, passing of the torch moment and, and, and I thought from there, I was like, wow, Bray's... That was the new face of fear. Yeah, Bray's really going to go on to become this type of character and he's going he's gonna to go go ahead with it. It's going to be great. It's going to be so, so mm-hmm. good and then just to... To hear of his passing was just, well, so, I mean, such a shock for one. I mean, he's so young. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what it was. But, I mean, yeah, it's just very, very sad. And the, the death rate in wrestling is, is sad. Like, how many um, people just die tragically or very young. It's unbelievably high. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been like that for as long as we can remember. I think it's, apart from, obviously, like people like Bray and that. Yeah. I think it has changed a lot over the years. Well, obviously, drug tests and everything as well. Yeah. Because, like, the people that were wrestling in the 80s were not exactly the shining example Oh, I mean, they were going mad. <laughs> right, Flair. They were partying. They were yeah. they were very open about their drug use. Now, they, they are, maybe not so much then, but now they are open about their, their drug use. Yeah. It's just... It's a shame, but... What would you say is your favourite Bray Wyatt match, if you had to pick one? 
Oh, I mean, it's difficult. Nothing's coming to my mind right now. You've put me on the spot. Daniel Bryan, Royal Rumble 2014, I believe. Okay. The year we all turned against Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Bryan didn't oh, show up in the Rumble and like we all kind of rioted? <laughs> Man, your, your impeccable memory is blessing us once again. I'm sorry, I cannot remember 2014. Oh, That's 10 years ago. Wow, um, I just realised that. That's 10 years ago. I have a weird memory where I see stuff about my personal life. I remember nothing. Like, I could be a blank slate, but <laughs> if it's wrestling or something, like, for some reason, it's like, oh, in 1982, on 6th May, it's 1pm in the afternoon. It's a, joy, it's a joy, though. It's a joy to be a friend of you because I can always just be like, what happened when so-and-so done this? And When was the last time so-and-so met him? And when when did they last meet him? And you'll just be like, oh, yeah, 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 they were they had a match in 2006 and uh, it was WrestleMania and it lasted 10 minutes. And Big blah, Bossman blah, blah. survived getting hung at WrestleMania back in this year. And yeah, like... just all these, all these mad things <laughs> that you bring. It's great. It's amazing. It's a, it's a complete joy to, to, <laughs> to, to watch your work. I will say, actually, see back to the back to Bray for one last time. Yes. The sponsored match that he had. I actually kind of liked it. The Mountain Dew one? How he worked it into the match with like the neon and everything and he had that weird like... I must admit, I'd, I'd never seen this. I'd never seen it. It wasn't a five-star match. It was put yeah. over his new heel persona, but the way they incorporated the sponsorship into the match, okay. it was really clever compared to some of the other sponsorships that happened in wrestling. Ruffles! Oh yeah, Ruffles. <laughs> The, was it Ruffles or what? Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, yeah. Jesus, that was another one. Being sponsored during the Mysterio family match. Yeah. Can you imagine that being something like, like what? Could you imagine that as an advert though? Like, <laughs> is your son hanging around with the wrong people? Is your son treating you right crap? Whip that boy into shape with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> I mean, it's just mad. I mean, it's like uh, you've got these matches going on, and then you've got all this big fucking stuff on the screen and round about the ring. It's just it's something. It's a bit much to take in. You're like, what? Is this like a, a father and son? Why is there cinnamon toast crunch? Like, what? <laughs> it's not as bad as the zombies during the pandemic era. Oh yeah, um, I, you, you reminded me of this recently. The it was a uh, they were actually promoting the Zack Snyder Netflix movie. Um, day of. Day of the Dead, I don't really care about Zack Snyder movies. He had a Netflix zombie movie and WWE had a deal. And if I remember correctly, the Miz got eaten by zombies at the end. <laughs> and he just shows up the next night on Raw, like, happy as Larry. Just madness. Yeah. Okay. So, so, what did we have next? Cody. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, the new John Cena. <laughs> Yeah, I can feel that. I know what you mean. He, he's very white meat baby face. Very. Son of a plumber. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, very. Does good. Doesn't want to do anything the the dirty way. I mean, that's fine. We need baby faces like that, but. I mean, will he ever go heel? No. He refused to turn heel in AEW. Did um, he? That was, like, part of his exit interview <laughs> with his last. Have you seen his last AEW promo? I don't think so. <laughs> it's hilarious. But who was it with? It's just him in the ring. He's supposed to be building up a match against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. 
and he talks about like 20 different things before he gets to that point. <laughs> so he's talking about like how Jay Lethal has the most lethal cutter in wrestling. <laughs> Malachi Black is evil, apparently, because he's got a guy called Brody with him. But <laughs> Did he know he was leaving at this point, or was this... I think he knew deep in his heart that he was leaving. Uh, at one point in pro, he actually does... He does pretty much say, I'm not going to turn heel because I love you guys. <laughs> and That's the crowd are and shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, him being the next John Cena is is definitely something that I can see happening. To be honest, I much prefer him than I did Cena. He's, he's, he's again, another great worker. And I'm excited to, to, see what he, to see what he does. Each match he has, I like watching it. Like, mm-hmm. him versus Seth, was it last year, two years ago when he came out? Two years ago, yeah. He came out injured and stuff like that. I thought that was a fucking great match. Oh, like, the hell in a cell. Yeah, that was fantastic. Like, that was really well done. performance, huh? mm-hmm. That was really good. I will say, we were both raging at him losing against Roman last year. Yeah. I think this might help him in the the long run, especially if he is going to be the John Cena type face of the company. Yeah. Because it happens too often, especially with WWE. You get this baby face that we all love, we all want to win the championship. Yeah. They win the title and then within three months or something, I'm sick of this guy. Yeah. He wins all the time. I think the fact that we're waiting so long for Cody to win the title, when he finally does win it, we're going to be perfectly fine with how long, however long he holds it for. And here's the thing, we don't even know if he's going to win it, because at this point in time, it looks like, really honestly, it's open to anyone, isn't it? There's, I mean, there's a few guys in there, contenders for it. Mm-hmm. There's obviously two belts now, with, with Seth holding a belt, and um, Roman holding the other. Yeah. But it's like, they're, they're, they're long-form storytelling is starting to kind of pay off and mm-hmm. it is a lot better WWE the product is a lot better than what we've seen in the last few years and it's it's coming into a new era and I think this year is going to be it's going to be good watching for it yeah stars everywhere more stars than I can count since the, Arch- the Attitude Era yep Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns Gunter who will win the title this the year the Ring General oh yeah oh, we, we better gun for yep I didn't like that name at first because no had the TV show Friends. They have that bartender called Gunther. <laughs> oh yeah, the guy that does he works in Central Park. Yeah, I always just thought of him at first, but now I can get behind Gunther. Yeah, I've kind of it has it has grew on me. I again didn't like it at the start because I knew him as Walter, but it's it's yeah, it's grew on me. He will. I think he might break Seth at WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing that as well. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just thinking because you've got like Drew, Ellie Knight who has really risen up in stardom in the past year as well. What are they going to do? Because they're, as of this week, there has been some teasers of what's going to happen. Cody versus Punk, which I'm really excited for. Yep. I cannot wait for that if it does happen. But I mean, I think it's pretty much set in stone at this point. Yeah, seems it. It's just... I'm really excited for WrestleMania this year and I'm really excited for WWE in the rest of the year. Just the same issue I have with AEW, the women's division. You've got Rhea Ripley as a star. Bianca Belair is a star now, right? But yeah. for some reason, she's been spinning her wheels since since she lost the title last year. You've got two really good like stars to build this division around. Start building up more, make it interesting, make it as interesting as the men. Yep. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't. I mean, the the, the the talent 
is there, just it, kind of being under underutilized. Yeah, it's not like the Dark Ages when we had the Diva search. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like swimsuit models. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was just a glorified fucking just, <laughs> just a glorified babe station some nights. You're like, what the fuck is going uh, on? They didn't know the difference between a pin and a submission. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah, uh, so if I put the headlock on, is that one, two, three? <laughs> but um see the um what was I gonna say? Um, Sorry. Oh wait <laughs> it just set me off on one. Um but we must give a shit I mean there has never been more Scottish stars in WWE and especially Scottish female stars in WWE. I mean Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, Piper Nevin. Yep. I mean we got Isla Dawn. Is yep. she not called something else now? Is she still called Isla Dawn? Oh, they Some, have. They've changed her name. And Kaylee Ray, who is now Alba Fire. Yep, she's there as well. But I can't remember what Isla Dawn's name is. But regardless, we have a more Scottish wrestlers now than than you could ever see. Like, there's so many people that we are like, wow, it they used. weren't like Scottish stars. Just weren't a thing when we were younger. Like, there was no Scottish stars in WWE. It used to be a pipe dream. Oh, hundred percent. I never thought anyone from over here could make it. Mm-hmm. And and we were there. I mean, we seen we seen Drew McIntyre wrestle as Drew Galloway when we were sixteen years old at BCW, mm-hmm. and seen him in that was in East Kilbride. Yeah, we seen him in we seen him in Bell's Hill, we seen him in Clydebank, seen him in all these little places, and then now you see him. Oh God, in big star, big star in WrestleMania and all the big events down. He was down in Cardiff. I mean, all, all these huge huge events he's he's part of, and it's just mad to see, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's good. He's really. He, in his own right, has forged a path for for Scottish talent to get there. Oh, absolutely. It's just a little luck that he wins <laughs> when there's no people in the I building. C- I know. I, do know, I hope. Gutting. There's part of me as well that hopes that this year he is in with, with a shout for a title shot as well and that he wins the Rumble because if there's anyone that deserves their moment in front of that crowd, it's him. Oh. And if it, I mean, if it doesn't happen this year, is it going to happen next year? I don't know. I mean, is he going to resign? Is he going to go elsewhere? But the guy is a, is just a true talent, and I think he should have won that belt, or at least get the chance to hold that belt in front of a, a packed out crowd. If I was to pick anyone who could beat Gunter for the World Heavyweight Championship, yeah, it would be true. Wow, that would be nice. Just two big packets of meat slamming into each other. I mean, they always have good matches, eh? Oh, that match. That was like the best WrestleMania match last year. See that triple threat triple with threat. Sheamus. Yeah. Just slapping this. Just so good, man. It's just like... That was like a pure adrenaline rush just like watching it as well. Mm-hmm. Like they just went full in for oh, each other. They know how to do it. They know how to really just fucking put on a great match. It's just something that you're just like... You're gripped to the TV. You're just like, yes. Yeah. This is what we came here for. <laughs> so, Yes. Can't really think of much else on WWE at this time. Yeah. Like we said, we are kind of more in tune with AEW and how they've been doing business mm-hmm. recently, but with how WWE are going now, we'll probably jump back in. Yep, I think we're, I can see us watching a wee bit more, watching def- definitely watching more live events. Mm-hmm. I don't usually watch the stuff from Saudi, just never really does what I want it to do. Saudis are just glorified house shows yeah <laughs> the money yeah, opportunities yeah that's true um but yeah so that was a 
AEW and WWE years in reviews. Now we can move on to our predictions for 2024. So I've already gave some of my predictions already yep. because I'm a chatterbox sometimes and I get excited. <laughs> so Chris, no, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Have you gave all of yours or just some? Just some. Just some. Okay, I'll, I'll kick us off then. I'll kick us off with my first one. And it might be controversial to you because I know you're still with a CM Punk mark. And I I, I was mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a CM Punk mark mm-hmm. up to the drama. Yeah. From the drama, I found it really hard to like him. Mm-hmm. I still love him on the mic. Yep. Don't think he's the best worker. 100% don't Ooh. think he's the best worker. Um, I think he's the psychology is there. He can do it. Yep. But... I mean, I've just, I don't know, I watched footage of him against Dominic Mysterio and it looked like he was blowing up pretty heavy. Oh, really? That was a that was a house show, so he will obviously be different when it comes to big events, surely he's training and stuff like that. But anyway, yes, my first prediction mm-hmm. relates to him and it's CM Punk won't last till 2025 in the WWE. Oh, do you think he's going to have another wee brawl? Yeah, has? I just, I, I think his fragility will get in the way. I think he's... He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a good asset to have. I think he's he's he seems happy that he's back at WWE, but I don't know. I mean, he's had troubles with Triple H in the past, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's left that company in the past. I mean, obviously the company has new owners now. It's in a different place than it was when he left. Mm-hmm. Okay, that could mean he hangs about, but I, I think there's still something possibly with his attitude that as much as he says he's changed, I mean, a guy at his age, a, a guy at any age, it's it's not exactly easy to just change who you are and just completely 180 from, 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 from mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It takes time and we've seen him go to AEW and come back and lo and behold, after a few years, there's been trouble. Mm-hmm. He's got some friends, he's got some em- some, em- some enemies, some enemies, some enemies, so he's got some enemies and he's found himself out of the company mm-hmm. for a, some sort of violent altercation and then now he's back in WWE and I, I don't believe that in WWE he's got some friends and enemies again over there and he's got some of them will be historic and some of them will be new mm-hmm. and it's just it's just how that goes uh, how it seems with him he's the type of guy that, that can get into situations and he, he he's not afraid to speak his mind and that's why we love him mm-hmm. because he isn't afraid to do that but will that bite him in the arse how long does that last so yeah my first prediction is CM Punk doesn't last till 2025 as much as I'm a mark for him Yes. I can't even argue. <laughs> his, <laughs> his transgressions over the years and all his beefs, he's developed a bit of a radioactive reputation around him. Yeah. And like you said, when he first arrived back in AW after a seven-year absence, he was happy as Larry. He was smiling. He was buying everyone ice cream. And we thought, yes, this is the punk we want. He's finally happy. Fast forward two years and... He's back again, and he's finally happy, and it's the never-ending cycle. Yeah, it feels like a bit like just a kind of repeat of what it was when he mm-hmm. first went there, and it's like, yeah, this is all good for now, but I mean, mm-hmm. what happens when it gets to, what happens if he, I don't know, I mean, obviously he'll probably finally get finally get his WrestleMania, but like his WrestleMania main event, main event sorry, mm-hmm. but what happens when he finally gets that WrestleMania main event, does, it, does, the, does the motivation drop, does he start to get annoyed with creative more? 
what happens? Like, what's the story? Is it is it a long term thing in place for him? Like, like we've seen with other storylines in WWE. Is it, is it a long term thing in the works for him coming up? Or who knows? You you, you don't really know what way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. I think he, he'll start to get frustrated with I think possible the, creative. I think the allure of this new run with WWE is how is he going to interact with this new roster that's very different from when he was last in the company? Yeah. And, like you said, if he does get that WrestleMania main event, this is probably the last run we'll ever get of CM Punk in wrestling. I think he's going to be done for And good I think he this. knows that as well. Mm-hmm. Deep down, he must know, like, I could probably get another good couple of years out of this. Mm-hmm. Get, a, get a nice payday and then ride off into the sunset. I mean, let's face it, the guy's, the guy's got millions from his AEW run. He's going to get even just the same if not more from his WWE run so he's he, he's he's quids in at this point in time mm-hmm. so all it takes in a couple of years and he can he can head off did you ever see that documentary about him the best in the world documentary I've got that yeah I, I, I've i got that in DVD I was sorting through DVDs mm-hmm. recently and yeah I, I got it out and I kept it I, I was throwing what I was doing I was sorting through DVDs throwing out the case and keeping the discs oh, for, to like, save space yeah and I had that yeah and I kept it I thought we could watch it one time Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, there is one focal point towards the start when he mentions family issues. Mm-hmm. I think, and you'll understand when we watch this uh, documentary, it seems like he's got some personal demons that stem from his family. And yeah. it causes him to, because he's either ride or die with people. Yeah. If he's, he either trusts you or he doesn't trust you, and therefore he's against you kind of thing. Yeah, so he's kind of a hard guy to get on side and... Mm-hmm. quite volatile in that sense yeah it's I do believe it's personal demons not playing devil's advocate I think it's just an explanation for his behaviour over the years yeah that's true that's I true I feel like if I believe that if he feels you've slighted him in some way he'll burn the bridge happily because he doesn't want to get messed around with yeah and quite right as you should I mean mm-hmm. if that's how if that's how you are and you've been hardened through some certain aspects of life then by all means do what do what is, is true to you that is true, but we watched that promo with him and Cody earlier today. And yeah. I believe one line was, I can separate personal life from business. And we were just thinking, are you right? <laughs> I don't can know if you, you can. <laughs> we'll see, Philly Phil. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first prediction. What do you have in store? Undisputed Kingdom won't last long. Yeah. They are there to facilitate the return of a babyface MGF. Mm-hmm. And that will be it. MJF will establish himself as a face from now on when he returns to AEW in the future. I don't believe a company... I think it's daft for a company to invest that much time in someone as a world champion, trust for them to jump ship a month after his contract ends. That's funny. I have a similar prediction as MJF stays with AEW. Yeah. Yeah. He's really stepped up as a leader of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like the way he conducts himself in interviews, the press conferences. Yeah. You hear a lot, obviously, through the grapevine rumors and whatever that he's became a locker room re- a locker room le- leader. What? What the hell? I need water. Ah, a general of the backstage area. There we yes. go. Finally got there on the end, <laughs> but. <laughs> I think he's going to be AW's face for the company. He's going to be the proverbial John Cena. 
yeah, I think they need to hold on to him. And I think even if they did let him go to WWE and he did end up there, I think he would love to regret it because I think he would... It's going to be sink or swim over there and he's in there with some with some top talent. And don't get me wrong, I think I think he could swim with them and I think he could do really, really well. But whether or not he gets the top spot like he's, like he's been getting it in AEW, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I fail to see where he muscles in in the current setup and how he manages to... He's good enough that he can rise above it and his promos and his talking will take him there mm-hmm. and his in-ring ability will, will as well. But, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's up for the creative team to decide, but I just don't see where he could fit within that. I think he might struggle in some... He has had a fantastic promo, but I think yep. he might struggle in some aspects if he did jump to WWE. Mm-hmm. AEW is more lenient with the swearing and some yeah, of the more morbid true. kind of topics. Yeah. It would be interesting to see how he can transfer his skills that he already has and transfer them into a more PG-friendly environment. I mean, could you imagine him saying Metheny live on Dota? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's one of the best promos ever. <laughs> Your sister, Metheny? Oh. If you don't know who Bethany is, it's uh, Brian Pillman's sweet sister, I believe. That's <laughs> so good. Uh, so oh, funny. So, uh, I've <laughs> never heard that phrase since and I'll never hear it ever again, but Bethany is one of the funniest. Uh, his insults are top of the line. He's a genius when it comes to insulting people. Yeah. Okay, so for my next prediction, I had The Rock makes a shock entrance in the Rumble. He eliminates Punk and goes on to seal a place in the main event versus Roman Reigns. That's the exact same production I had. Did you have the same one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that God, we've spent too much, too much time. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> We're synced. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think to me it's written as stars. The Rock's promo shows mm. that he wants to fucking that's... take on Roman. It seems like that's where we're going to be heading with this, but now it's just about how they're going to set it up. I think it makes sense from a marketing perspective for him to win the Rumble. This is the 40th anniversary of the biggest event in wrestling. It makes sense for the biggest star in WWE to face off against one of their all-time greatest stars, and it's the family drama and everything. So, in WWE, they love every company loves the idea of breaking records. Yeah. What better way to sell some tickets than January, at the end of January, to make it known to everyone The Rock has won the Rumble and he is going to WrestleMania. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it speaks louder than words in it. I mean, it would it would be in every news station and everything. Mm-hmm. But could you could you see a world? So this is the thing. It takes us back to CM Punk, right? CM Punk is cutting big promos right now on how he's going to win the Rumble. And he's going to throw out Cody Rhodes, right? So let's say The Rock does come back and he does eliminate Punk. Mm-hmm. Could you see a situation where it becomes a triple threat? Punk, Rock and Roman for the title? No. You couldn't see that? I think. I think it needs to be It needs to be Rock and Roman, doesn't it? No one else can be involved in that. So then what happens to Punk and Cody? I think. Do they still get their match? I think they'll face off. Yeah. Punk is uh, Punk is at that stage in his career where he can flip between babyface and heel as he pleases and yeah. he has always been a controversial superstar in the ring and outside the ring. 
it makes sense, especially for this year in particular, for both him and Cody. Because Cody, I do believe he will finish the story next WrestleMania. Yeah. Would have been this year, but ever since The Rock came out at New Year's to say, I want Roman. This year, Roman establishes himself once and for all that he is the head of the table. Mm-hmm. And that will further fracture the bloodline in the future. Punk and Cody will have their back and forth at WrestleMania. Maybe it extends into summer. Who knows? But the end point will be next year. Cody Rhodes will finally finish the story. Yeah. That would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be good watching. So that's our wee prediction for next year as well. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> we, we, we can put that in next year's show. <laughs> My next one was Swift to win AEW Championship at Wembley. We discussed that. Yeah. There's no need to go into it anymore, but what did you have? Uh, so this concerns Brian Danielson's semi-retirement. Okay. I don't think he's going to retire. I don't think he is either. He's... He's got that kind of Terry Funk kind of vibe to him where I think he's just going to keep going until his body doesn't allow him anymore. I think he'll maybe take some time off. He might do a more part-time schedule, but this whole... It just seemed like a weird announcement to make about, oh, this is his semi-retirement, and it's like, no, he he retires or he doesn't. Yeah. Do you think he'll verse Nigel McGuinness at Wembley? It depends. Nigel McGuinness, I don't know his health history. I think there was an injury involving him years ago, which yeah. is why he's been regulated to commentary. He does believe he can perform at Wembley. He did make a big point about performing last year. Yeah, That never happened. Maybe this year. And it would be a great match. They've had classics in ROH back in 2005. Yep. With more experience under the belts, they could put together something special. Yeah, I definitely believe so. It would yeah. be good to see. Whether or not it happens, we remain to find out. Probably his last match in like 2080 or something. <laughs> Imagine. So, yeah, I've got one more prediction. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's he's came back recently and I fucking love the guy. I think he's... He's one of the all-time greats and his match with his brother will go down as well as one of my all-time favourites. But my final prediction is Dustin Rhodes has definitely got another couple of bangers left in him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I can I can, I can, can see them coming this year because he's, he's came back recently. He's had a few matches. He's looking good. He's always looking fucking good. Mm-hmm. His in-ring ability, his psychology, the way... The way, the way makes the match work and the way the, the pacing of the match is just fucking unreal there's a reason he's called the natural yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's honestly unreal and the match from, I can't remember when it was but it was a few years ago in AEW him, him versus Cody is again up there with fucking Danielson and MGF for me is one of the top matches of all time mm-hmm. that definitely that made AEW appear as a serious competitor to WWE at the time. Really? A really, lot of people really thought, oh, these guys from the Indies, they're starting up a company. Uh, good luck. That match had all the emotional stakes of wrestling's finest. It was so good. Yeah. It was just <laughs> so, so good. And to me, seeing him back now, and he's obviously older, he's at the, he's at the, the, the other end of his career. Um, mm. I think this is going to be a big year for him. I think he'll have some good matches. I reckon he'll be on the card at Wembley. I reckon he'll mm-hmm. he'll, he'll get what he kind of deserves. He'll get his flowers when he can still take them. 
I hope he does because the way he's been used by every company has been criminal in yeah. my uh, in my opinion. I really thought he would go on this like old man kind of retirement kind of tour kind of thing yeah. after the Cody match, but he just kind of shows up every so often. There's not really a story around him, and there should be because he's Dustin Rhodes. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got a good story as well with like. He's also in his father's shadow. He stepped out through comedy, but he wants to be seen as himself. Mm-hmm. There's a really good story that you can sink your teeth into with that. Definitely. And I pray to God that he does get that final tour. 100%. Be amazing. He's aye, one of the best in the business. Forever Go Down is one of the all-time favourites. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got from my end. Do you have anything else you want to share, Jamie? <laughs> Well, speaking of, we were just talking about how we're happy Dustin is still in the ring. Yeah. I've got a prediction that scares me. Okay. Sting's last match. Ric Flair will be in the ring somehow. (laughs) He is going to take a bump and he is going to just disintegrate in front of everyone. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? That's not even that mad a prediction. That's actually quite plausible, isn't it? You can see it. He keeps saying, oh, I'm done now. Like, him and he just, he's, he's like ex- Terry Funk. Himself. He's so tempted, isn't he? He's like, yeah. oh, I fucking want to get in there. I want to get fucking involved. Sometimes, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Rick Flair, especially after the stuff that came out about him. But I'm just wondering, like, does he want to get back in or is it the alimony that's, you know, he needs to pay that again? Mm-hmm. I'd fuck Rick Flair. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm saying, dirty old bastard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I could definitely see him fucking definitely doing something in that match I can see it he's definitely going to bleed <laughs> somehow yeah. like he'll just, bleed he'll just cut himself he'll stand out there and he'll just cut himself just to watch a match just stand there bleeding <laughs> did you ever see that promo for the the last match that he had with Jeff Jarrett no the promo was like Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal attack him in a parking lot and it's just these two guys beating up a pensioner who's <laughs> like bleeding in a parking lot <laughs> Imagine walk, imagine walking by that and being like, what the, f- what the fuck is going on? Is it? It's the same people for the CCW show. <laughs> Somebody weed whacker on Ric Flair's head. <laughs> oh, don't give him any ideas, do Because <laughs> Sting might join in on it. <laughs> uh, another thing, actually, with my predictions. Yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're kind of going through a downturn now with the top stars leaving. Their proverbial John Cena face of the company, Okada, is now resigned. I yeah. think, considering their history with AEW and how he seems to be happy there, Okada's going to be in AEW. Yeah, I think he goes there, doesn't he? I think it's a no, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't see WWE don't really do much with Japanese talent. Whenever they do, they never get as big enough a push as... Triple H likes his Joshis. Yeah. Know. He does like a EO Sky Asker mm-hmm. and Joshua Wrestling is hard hitting. It's exciting. Yep. Um I would like to see more Japanese representation as well in WWE. I know they've got Nakamura, but ever since his Seth Rollins rivalry, he's kinda spinning his wheels at the moment. Yeah. Um see to be honest, see out of everything important that I've got another prediction actually. Logan Paul. Yes, Logan Paul. For, for, forever amazing me. Like, I hated him at the start, and then as time goes on, I'm like, do you know what? He can stay. I hate that he's good. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's exactly that, isn't it? Like you, you kind of that way. It's like fuck. He's not. He's 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 not. He's naturally took to this. When he first came, I know so. I I don't want to cheer this guy. Yeah. Like Roman's a good guy in my eyes. Yeah. But now that he's a heel, it's perfect, and it's partly because of his past controversies with the Japanese forest and the he scammed his fans last year. Yeah. My prediction is he's going to get caught in another controversy. Did he scam his fans? What, what happened there? And don't keep up with him as he, a person. I believe he started his own cryptocurrency. He got his fans to pay into it. Then he took the money. Oh, my God. A pump and dump, I believe they call it. Oh, my God. Uh, that's the thing. Like, wow. Logan Paul's a dick. And it's... I think it works that he's a heel because it gives me a reason to boo him. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of, it kind of it kind of leans into him as a real person, kind of like mm-hmm. playing on, like the Stone Cold thing, like just playing himself. Yeah. If he's a dick, then just be a dick. Did you ever see that forest video? Yeah, I remember years ago I seen it. Like he's in the forest and he goes, "Did we just see a body in the suicide forest?" And I said, "Mmm." <laughs> You're like, in the suicide what? forest, mate. Like, what did you expect to find? Like yeah. a fucking ferret. I remember, see, I remember seeing that. Chris, did you just find an alcoholic in my house? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> God. But uh, yeah, Hogan Paul, I think he's going to get cancelled again. He'll make an apology where he understands why people are angry and he'll want to do better. Yes, again. <laughs> uh, thanks, I would. I'm going to adds a wee bit extra just as a wee epilogue to this debut match so to say yeah things I'd like to see in wrestling is there anything you'd like to see in wrestling this year things I'd like to see it doesn't have to be a prediction it could be something that you just want to see oh wow let me think you tell me what you want to see and let me think you might give me some inspiration so before we started this recording, I told you that I had a prediction for this year that failed nine days in. Yeah. So if you remember, Daniel Bryan, well, Bryan Danielson, was appointed the chief social media officer of AEW. And he airing of dirty laundry and a drama or anything, he would find the, the uh, guilty party. Yeah. So I thought, right. 2024, we're not going to have any more Twitter meltdowns. And nine days in, Tony, my boy, the big can himself, broke it. <laughs> Did you see this tweet? No, I'm I'm not on Twitter, so I don't. I, I don't. I've not seen it. I see it when I go on Reddit and stuff like that. I'll see people post screenshots, and I've seen mm-hmm. caught people quoting it and stuff like that. But I, I didn't see the actual whole thread with my own eyes. So last week, obviously, Hook was fighting some more Joe. Yeah. On WWE Raw, before Seth announced his injury, he fought to Jinder Mahal in the main event for the title. Yeah. Tony decided now was a good time to have a moan that Jinder Mahal doesn't deserve a title shot, and Hook does because Hook has a better win loss record in AEW. <laughs> and it's like, nobody cares. Yeah, like, shut up, Tony. Win uh, like, <laughs> losses don't matter. Like, do you know how many matches The Rock won in, like, fucking back in his heyday? I've like, got no idea. He, like, lost half of them. Did he? <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. like, one of the biggest stars ever. Like, this whole sports-centric win-loss 
keeping it real kind of it's wrestling like yeah i want to be entertained with these over-the-top characters and these intricate stories that's what i care about i like the idea of it i think it's a good idea i think to make it more it, it adds more to the sport element of it i think it's quite cool but at the same time i also do agree with you in terms of like yeah just like it's not a big we deal. don't really care like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it doesn't change much Aye. like poor gender as well he just took her straight <laughs> nowhere yeah <laughs> like i like gender as well like i think he's he's a fine wrestler like, mm-hmm. yeah he holds a... his own Aye. so props to gender and hook for both putting in a good show yep. on their respective title matches shame neither of them won but moving on this kind of feeds into the hook match that we watched yep I told you that I had a specific issue with the match. Hook kicking out of Joe's finisher. Okay. It's a cool moment. It got a good reaction. It would have been better if everyone didn't kick out of everyone else's finishers Mm -hmm. week in, week out. Yeah. I want finishers to finish a match from now on. It's just getting... It's just not special anymore. Like, remember when we first seen Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25? Yeah. And they were both kicking out the tombstone and the sweet chin music, and it was crazy. Now every wrestler is doing it on a weekly TV show, and there's just nothing special about it anymore. Yeah. It's the same with the faction thing. It happens too many times. I'm bored. Yeah. And not taking it away from Hook or Joe, great wrestlers both. Hook really proved himself in that main event. I just wish there was another move he kicked out of. Protect your finishers, folks. Or just be like Gunter and just hit the person until they don't get back up. Like, <laughs> either or. Yeah, just beat them until they submit. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, it makes sense. I mean, just to be to be weakening them like that on a weekly basis just doesn't doesn't yeah. do them any favours. They need to they need to kind of claw back on that a little bit and, and give the finishers a bit more power. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why Kenny Omega's finisher is still exciting because I believe only he has kicked out of his finisher. Right, oh really? Only one other person has. So it's this kind of it's gonna be a big occasion when someone finally does so. Yeah. And the reaction is going to be much greater than what we got on Monday there because it's so rare for yeah. it to happen. Uh, my final point goes back to the women's roster. I would like to see them... Did you ever see the WWE show Evolution? No. It was a women's only pay-per-view that showcased oh, the four horsewomen. This was during Beaver's Revolution. This kind of goes back to my wish of having more focus on both divisions. Give them one show. Like, AEW has, like, four TV shows at this point. Could they have, like, a women's only brand? Yeah. And they do their own wee storylines because it just seems like, yeah, they're getting shown on TV, but the majority of it is just the guys kind of thing. Yeah. And, like we mentioned, there's so much talent in these divisions. Yeah. I want more of a spotlight shown on them. I want to see what they're capable of if they can run their own show. It could just be a one-off event. I'd be fine with that, but hopefully that one-off event could lead into its own brands. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth it. One of the companies needs to start toying with that more, I think, because mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely gives a... It gives a platform... It gives a... Not a platform. Yeah, it gives a platform for them. It also gives hope to uh, younger females who want to be wrestlers. It lets them know that, look, this is possible. You can come and do this, and you're not just, you're not just one match on the card. You can come and do this, and you'll be... A star you'll have your own event you'll have your own monthly event you'll have your own weekly show mm-hmm. etc stuff like that definitely yeah i think that's 
that's fair. I mean, more representation like that of the female wrestlers is definitely needed. Yeah, definitely. And one, two, three, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Does that conclude this week's, our debut episode of WrestlePatter? That debut, that ends of our debut of WrestlePatter. Couple of hot tags in between. <laughs> we bit of stumbling blocks. Myself personally, don't worry. We'll get used to talking in the mic. <laughs> I think I think we done quite well. I think we should pat ourselves in the back. I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I think that's. I would. I would class that as a successful first episode. I I would as well. Mm-hmm. It's a great pilot. Yeah. And if you would like to see more, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week where we will be reviewing the infamous Heroes, Heroes of, of Wrestling. But wait a minute before we go on. Now, I know we had just predictions there and some oh. of the predictions were involved in The Rock, but for tomorrow night mm-hmm. at the Royal Rumble, yep. who do you want to see win it? Now, I know we said, I know in our predictions I had The Rock and stuff like that, but, but truly, who do, you want, who, do you want to see, who do you want to see win the Royal Rumble? CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> I tell you how I want to see win it. Who? Drew McIntyre. Oh, that'd, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? I think no matter what we want, it'll either be The Rock or Gunfall will crush. It's going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll just need to wait and see till tomorrow. But as for now, if you've listened, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thank what? you for listening to what we've just displayed. <laughs> <laughs> What did we display? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I, I can't remember a thing. Uh, I'm going. I went blank. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye bye. Adios. Sayonara. Sayonara.